You like the uh, background music of the background music, O'Brien? What do you no, think? Of, what do you, I don't. What do you think of my guitar <laughs> licks there? Welcome, welcome, one and all, to God's Country, also known as Payne County, America. Um, Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. Go Pokes. The, go Pokes. Uh, and I'm here with some sidekicks. Kyle, let's the be, Kyle let's Dowd. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. What? I'm not your sidekick. <laughs> More like a Superman, Batman, Robin thing we are going peer. on. We are peers. Uh, we're both. I'm both, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be your sidekick. Oh well, thanks. Uh, sidekick on the show, not on not, the side. Yeah, uh, yeah. and in ministry, and in, there's yes. a sidekick component to what uh-huh. we do. We sidekick. I, I was yours for multiple years. You they, yes, we did. Yeah, we did we, a lot of stuff. We together. had worked together for many years. The days are coming to an end. They are. I, I don't know. It's fall outside, so who knows? Oh. Doom and gloom is all moving? around us. Christ are you getting, the King are you getting moved? Let's start, no. a, let's start rumors. <laughs> In the middle of a building project. Let's have this. Yeah, no, at the end. At the end of a <laughs> Bishop Condorlod, I've heard he never lets people finish their building projects. Oh, but that's... This is how rumors get started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, if you don't know his voice, that is Father Brian O'Brien, the pastor of St. Francis Xavier. Ooh, go Pokes. Yeah. Uh, you can find more information, uh, sfxstillwater.com. Dot org. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey. Churches with dot coms aren't even real churches. Uh, buildingsaints.com. Oh. What about dot TV? <laughs> what about Christ, like Christ the King in Tulsa is Christ the King Catholic dot church? What? Mm. Something like that. I'm always like, what? Am I, right? Am I typing this correctly? Christ the King Catholic. Dot church. Backwards. Remember slash. there was like dot there was like dot coms and then there was like dot edus, you know, uh-huh, any uh-huh. sort of university. Dot mill. And then there were dot orgs. Yeah. And now, dot gov. now there's like dot oh yeah, dot gov. And then there was like now there's like you can get dot anything, I think. Dot church. I have no idea. Anyway, Kyle Dowd is also joining us. Yeah, Kyle mm-hmm. Dowd, seminarian of the diocese of Kyle, uh, Kyle is a seminarian of the diocese and is with us all year long, oh, on what's called a long, pastoral a pastoral right. year. Kyle, how's that going? Um, it's going pretty well. Other than awful, how's it going? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do uh, besides hating it? Do you do you like I it? I just sit in my room and just what seethe. What do you do all day, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> this is not an interview with Kyle. But I, I think sit in my room <laughs> and seethe. I stare out the window longingly, looking at for other parishes. <laughs> What do you do violin. all day, Kyle? What do um, you do? Tell people. I bother people at the office. No, um, I pray. I Good start. Um, meet people at the church, kind of give tours, um, welcoming face. Oh, um, okay. Work with, uh, working a lot this year with RCIA. Yeah. Um, so the process for becoming Catholic at our church. Um, like one example, um, there's this elderly couple that I'm meeting in their home. For wow. kind of catechesis because they are more or less homebound. Um, so coming to the church for our weekly Slightly meetings. Slightly mobile. Yeah, not really Fantastic. great for them. So yeah, I'm just doing some like kind of rapid catechesis with them, and they're they're loving it. I love it. It's great. Um, You're good at it too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, um, congratulations. Things like that. Serving mass. Um, little catechesis on prayer. Um, you ran a retreat. Ran a retreat for our lectors and extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion. Yes, that was yes. cool. You've maybe, cooked me breakfast before. Maybe doing one. 
Yeah, made just made an opportunity for fraternity in Stillwater, and then God said, "All right, yeah, we'll use that." Maybe uh, a to uh, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Told you that your entire life wasn't a failure. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. you I learned this morning you're maybe like a retreat for the choir. Yeah, it might be in the horizon. Might be. Maybe. You, are you going to be the retreat guy? <laughs> yeah. Every ministry in the parish is going to. Want a retreat? Want a retreat? Re- spiritual nourishment. They need it. I mean, no, for sure, for sure. Anybody that's working in the church needs spiritual nourishment because the the you can't possibility for burnout have. is so dangerous. Yep. Because you start to resist. Awesome. Don't, so anyway, don't so retreat. Kyle don't is here uh, through May, mm-hmm. so you know, enjoy it while you can. People. And you're from where, Kyle? I grew up in Enid. But where were you born? I was born uh, in Oklahoma City. My dad was stationed at Tinker at the time. Oh, yes, and yes, And then yes. he got transferred up to Vance Air Force Base in uh, in Enid. And I lived there until I was 18. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay. you can learn Kyle's story elsewhere because okay, we got, got interviewed it. him before. Well, I just want to see where he's lived. I want to rehash, lived, you know. Where he's lived right. because our discussion today oh. it, it is, mm. is going to lead um, from... Um, segway. Oh, I know. segway <laughs> game today. Uh, so... Father carries on his game. I am. I am. I'm. I'm also caffeined up. You ate your Wheaties. <laughs> I did not. Um, he ate his coffee grounds. It's like coffee grounds is more like he's got a dip in of coffee grounds right now. <laughs> <laughs> a dip. In well, of they do have those little grounds. dip bags that you put in your in your That's lips so that have gross. coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gross if anything. Okay. It's just instant coffee. Yeah, it's instant. I've done that before with MREs. <laughs> anyway, a, another segue. <laughs> segue back. Zip, zip, zap, back, back. Okay, so we, we uh, Father O'Brien, you and I have been in Stillwater. I'm working on my seventh year in the great city of Stillwater, God's country, America. Wow. Red, Red Dirt Riviera. Yeah. Or for you agronomists, Red Soil Riviera. Yeah, exactly. Look how much exactly. I've learned in, uh, in the last couple of years we've been doing this podcast. And, and you've been here... Well, a couple years now. I think you're working on three and a half or four. Uh, I came in uh, January of t- 2018. Got so it. this January will be five years. Okay. And you've lived in varieties of places around the country, as I have. I have. Yep. And so has Kyle. Kyle's I've received all my sacraments, each sacrament in a different diocese. Whoa. Where was the first one? Where did you get baptized? I was baptized in the Diocese of Syracuse, New York. Okay. And then... First Communion in the Diocese of Stockton, California. Okay. Confirmation in the diocese, Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. Whoa. Then I was ordained a deacon in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis <laughs> at the seminary. And then I was ordained a priest in the Diocese of Tulsa. You literally have received all your sacraments in different wow. dioceses. I've never been married, <laughs> um, but I've done weddings in lots of have places. Have you been anointed? I've never been anointed. Me neither. And then okay. uh, I've gone to confession in many places. <laughs> Just leaving your sins. But yeah, all over so the I've planet. been around. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. around. I've been uh, around. Uh, Kyle's lived in a couple different places. You, yeah, uh, you were a focused missionary. Yeah, I was in Tulsa for college. I grew up in Enid. Rain Cane. Um, Rain Cane. Um, Alabama is where my family lives now. Um, yeah, Focus was in Louisiana and Missouri. I uh, lived in Ireland for a little bit. Studying oh. abroad. Okay. Um, well, for a so, semester of studying so abroad. So top that. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> wow. Top that. Father Kerry lived yeah. in Korea. Oh, I, okay. I was received right. the sacrament of, com- of confirmation at Anjong-ri uh, in South Korea oh. by uh, the local bishop. Oh, okay. And so, so to our, yeah, to, to, our, yeah. to, to our, your point. To yeah, point. my, my. Lived in a lot of spots. Is that we've, we, we have a, um, uh, 
a spectrum, a wealth of experience of other cultures and also other cities and other dioceses. Mm-hmm. What uh, what we're trying to do in yeah? What are we doing? What are what, we, what are we doing? Do? I like there's this overarching yes of like what we're doing. We're evangelizing Payne County. We're trying to build saints for the kingdom of God, both here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and around the world because we ship people out all the time. They move off. Um, both professors and um, grad students, PhD students, sure. families going back to India or um, to uh, um, like Oklahoma all, City, uh, foreign <laughs> countries like Oklahoma City, <laughs> and so we we do have this this ability to uh, um, impact uh, a lot of people that are far and wide. Now, period. I'm gonna hang a period right there on that. Also. The idea of building a Catholic culture here in Stillwater, in God's country, America, (laughs) so that that culture, that Catholic culture, can then be planted other places. So it's, yeah, so it's interesting of what, uh, you know, I think it's something that our diocese is trying to do to build uh, a Catholic culture. But what's so interesting, and this is true just in all of eastern Oklahoma, where we live, uh, and it's true in Stillwater, is like Catholics are not, we're not the majority Uh by any means. But that ought not stop us from building up uh, a a culture that is as Catholic as we can make it. And so we don't, we don't want to do that. It's not, it's not by force. You know, we're not taking up arms. Uh, to build a Catholic culture, um, it has to come uh, in a you know in a in a peaceful way, um, and we do that in a, in a variety of ways. You know, so one thing we've you know sort of in the news especially is like in the law. You know, like so trying to influence uh, you know the that our our state and national politics so that it tries to, you know, build a, uh, a culture, a civilization of love, as John yep. Paul II talks uh-huh. about it, you know, a culture of life. Um, but then uh, more on the ground level of here in, in Stillwater, which we have a lot more control over, you know, what happens in Washington, D.C., I have some influence, not, not very much. What happens in Oklahoma City at the State House, not that much. But what happens here in Stillwater, we have a lot to say about it because of how we run our parishes, of how we preach, of what we emphasize or, or not emphasize. And so one of the things that we're trying to do here in Stillwater for as long as that we're here, um, and then hopefully, you know, we pass that on to the next guy, and that is that our parishes be, and that's what I want to talk about, I think, of like what, what, should, what should a parish look like so that the Catholic culture is built up. And then what we're seeing is so interesting. I mean, you're seeing students coming to OSU you know, they had multiple choices of colleges, and, you know, they had this, they could major in this thing in a bunch of different places, and they, they're choosing to come to OSU, and a big part of their decision is St. John's. Yes, yes, there's yes. a number of students who have... Whether that's their parents, you know, wanting them to go there because of St. John's. Correct. Or the student themselves, you know, are so engaged in their faith as a high school student, they're choosing that because they want to be in in that kind of community, in that kind of place where their faith is going to be enlivened. And, um, and then we're seeing it at the parish. You know, we've seen multiple families move to Stillwater 
because they want to be a part of what we're doing. Um, I love that this happened about a year ago. There was a family. He had two job offers um, and was debating between the two. And he actually, called, he and his wife, they, called, they like emailed me and emailed wherever they are, whatever the other place where they were thinking about moving. And they kind of like interviewed me. What? Like, were you, and I had I'd never had that experience before, but they were like, what's, you know, what's the parish like? Is it kid friendly? Um, you know, do you have a Catholic school? Are you thinking about, you know, you know, sort of all those kind of things. And then, I don't know, a month later, I got a note that says, we're moving to Stillwater. They liked what they heard, you know, and and, to, and now they're here and they're, we see them every Sunday and the beautiful family, they're in our preschool and so they liked what they saw. And so we, we never want to be, you know, sort of arrogant about it because we're far, 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 far from where we want to be in any kind of um, perfection. We're so far away. But yeah. anyway, people, I think, like what they're seeing and so want to be a part of it. Yeah. So I want to just talk about it. What, like, what is that? What are they, it, it, the what beer, are they seeing? There's this um, author I read, an English guy who became Catholic in um, like the early 1900s. His name's Christopher Dawson, not not oh. the not the uh, like science um, science guy Dawkins, uh, but Christopher Dawson was a sociologist, and he just looked he looked at the culture, especially in England where he lived and grew up. Uh, his family was Anglican, and then he became Catholic, and his evaluation of the of the like like the necessity of that religious culture of that catholic culture is so important because then it it first has to it, it's it's really like platonic you know plato talks about like in the republic it's got to start with the person first and then emanates out that if you start with like let's just drop this here uh, then it, it it doesn't it doesn't take hold. It's got to take hold of the human heart first, and the human that that person has to be convicted of the gospel of Jesus Christ first. Uh, reference to a couple of weeks ago when we talked about just like the understanding of like the the culture of multiple gospels. Everybody's trying to give you a good news that's going to give you life, but we as as both priests and as Catholics believe that only the gospel of Jesus Christ is the is that which then animates and guides our life. And so Dawson uh, is is very clear about that in building up the Catholic culture is that the gospel has to be the center of the life. And, and so you can see it, um, especially in Europe where it, it grew, the Catholic culture grew, is that the church was the center of the town. The church alerted people. Physically. Yeah, physically. Yeah. Like it's yeah. at the center of a town. Uh, I was reading this book and uh, I was in um, Brecken, Breckenridge. Breckenridge or Vale, one of the two. Oh, oh skiing. Skiing when I was in mm. seminary. Oh. And we were walking around one morning having coffee. And what was at the center of the town? It was, it was not Breckenridge. It was the town of Vale. What was at the center of the town of A Vail? coffee shop. An ice skating rink. Marijuana. An ice skating <laughs> rink. An ice Like you got to the center and it was these restaurants and an ice skating rink at the center of town. And the church was literally like pushed off to the edge. Oh. It looked like an alpine village. And we were like, what? What's missing here? Because what's at the center of the village or at the center of the human heart says, this is then my governing principles for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, I think it's a Christendom to Apostolic Mission, that that book by uh, Monsignor, Monsignor, Shea. Monsignor Shea out of St. Mary's uh, College. In North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. 
he, I think his idea is the same way, that people live under the Christian culture, and they may not be Christians, but they, not but, they may not be Christians, period. They like this way of life. They like the relationship that each other, the parents have with their kids, that the parents have with their neighbors. Just that same platonic platonic idea is that it emanates out. So it's first with the parents, with the kids, that beautiful relationship, that justice is being given to them, each of them, and they're living this life of virtue, and we would say, add to that the life of grace. And then that Christian culture spreads out of the home and leaks over into the neighbor's and then the neighbors have this governing rule over each other's life, like, I'm going to will the good of the other. I'm going to love this person in sacrificial love. So what does a, a Catholic culture do? It begins right there. Mm-hmm. in with, with the individual and with like the family as a unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John Paul II said, as the family goes, so goes the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah. we could say that here. And I think that's where we're... I know I, as a pastor need to do more on the on the kind of in just the investment in families uh and it's hard and cuz a lot of times it's a time it's a time thing that you want to like be with families and be, you know but when when would that happen that would happen right. usually right. in the evenings and there's ugh, you just get on. pulled yeah you get pulled in so many different directions i yeah. give you i give you can i give you guys an example real quick i've been um l- um, listening and sort of reading on ha- uh, Hans Jägerstadter, the 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 movie I think it's like the Quiet Life or the simple the Hidden Life. The Hidden Life is about him, and the the Catholic culture was very rich in Austria, and, and when the Nazis showed up, they basically flipped the culture so fast. Like the like it, he was the only person in his surrounding area that voted against the Nazis. Like, it had been so ingrained. And even the hierarchy of the church in Austria, the local bishop was, in 1938, was like, hey, let's celebrate Hitler's birthday. Make sure you raise the Nazi flag at oh, the local churches. Yikes. Let's ring bells to, wow. to Hitler. And Hans Jägerstadter was like, no, absolutely not. Wow. Like the, for him. So the, the Catholic culture, air quotes. He got had killed be- for it, by had, the way. Yeah, he was beheaded. Yeah. Uh, FYI. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You should watch the movie. He also yeah. got beatified for it. Maybe yeah, he did. Yeah, he's in heaven. Out. He's yeah. in heaven. So. Yeah. Praise God. So, so that, that Catholic culture, even though it's there, it has to take those deep roots because it can be spoiled by the um, by the, the foreign culture coming in. Mm-hmm. I, I think most of like um, Austria, Switzerland... Put up, and most people and Germans, uh, the the majority put up no resistance to a foreign culture coming in, uh, and and that is that I mean, destroyed Europe. Yeah, yeah. But I think we we as um, like what what we're trying to do is plant the gospel deep in the heart of not Texas. But deep in the heart of each, both college students and then they can take fam- it to Texas, and they can mm-hmm. take it to another. Yeah, country. so it's it's actually interesting. You know, I we were talking the other day, uh, Father Kerry and I about about Stillwater is a very transient town. I mean, obviously, there's people who have been here forever and will be here forever. And thanks be to God, there's that you know kind of that anchor 
Um, but a lot of folks are in and out. They're here for a year or two or or yeah. four or um, and then and then they're gone. You know, and how kind of that is like exciting on one level because okay, they got we get them. Let's try to form them as much as we can, and then off they go. And hopefully, they you know bring the gospel to wherever wherever they're going. Uh-huh. But then there's a sadness to it too of oh, like, yeah. oh man, oh, I really oh, I love that family or I love that college kid and now oh, he's gone, he moved back home or whatever. Um and so it's it's hard to to do kind of long-term work um when, when you know there's there's sort of so much kind of people people coming in and out. But I want to I want to point out this we've talked about this guy before, but it was a kind of a, a coworker of our, of Bishop Conderla when he was at Texas A&M is this guy, Marcel Lejeune. Oh yeah, sure. And so Marcel, I follow him on Twitter and he's super articulate guy and, and just especially about evangelization. Well, he had this line, we actually talked about it in our staff meeting last week um, about, about Catholic culture. Let me just, let me just read it. And then, cause I think this is what we're trying to do. So you want lots of things that are like out there. I mean, so we're running, you know, you do it, we do it. We're running programs and we're out in the community, and we're and we're helping the poor. We've helped a lot with you know, like the Afghan refugees and Catholic charities, and a lot of that kind of outward stuff. You're you know you're on campus, and you're out you know in the middle of in the middle of the student union, you know, talking to people. And That's anyway, right. here's what yeah. Marcel said: a sign of a healthy Catholic culture on the local level. The priests and parish staff have no clue about the vast majority of fruitfulness in the community because it is being done in the home, at work, and in the lives of disciples. They may hear snippets, but never the full story. That's Isn't that great? And so, so that, that is, you know, so I mean, we're, we're kind of constantly, uh, somebody called me one time, they, they meant it as, a, uh, as, a, uh, as, a, as like a put down, but I took it as a, uh, as a compliment. They said, Father, you're kind of a company man, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yes, I am. Hello, thank you. Like, I'm a man of the church. I mean, I really want, I want to be, and I love our Pope, and I love our Bishop, and I would die for both of them. But the the temptation there is to be sort of constantly concerned with the the parish, the building, the programs, the staff, mm-hmm. um, and that is there's a lot there. But but that as as pastors, that that cannot be our only concern, our only life, um, because there's this. Hopefully, this Catholic culture is being built in in the home and in the, and in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. But that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, to build this sucker and okay, yeah, like all of make our, it great. All of our ministries um, at the parish ought to be like at, as a supplement for the family life is what something that I've been praying with recently, especially with um, with youth ministry is something that I've been more involved with. We just had the um, Branson trip uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was struck by that. It was like the, the family um, is where these kids are going to receive their, their like the, the real meat and potatoes of their faith formation. It's where they're going to receive all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, whether or not they're receiving it, that's where that's where they are. Like, that's the normal means, the ordinary means. And so, everything that we're doing is extraordinary. Like, um, <laughs> not in the sense of quality necessarily, but like, um, what we're doing is extraordinary in that, like, it it's kind of a, a supplement. It's supplementary. Um, it's supposed to be like a helper for what's going on in the family, and that helps me a lot to, because uh, I think it's pretty common um, in church ministry to get to get burnt out feeling like. 
um, like you're just swimming upstream in these kids' lives <laughs> or in these like the RCIA people's lives or whatnot. Yes. Um, swimming upstream against the culture that they've been, you know, you're trying to drag them backwards in the stream. Um, and yeah, it, it actually, like, it's helped my prayer a lot to just, like, surrender their families to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And to say, oh. like, you guys are in charge of their families. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you yeah. have a lot more control over what's going on. You're, you're a lot more present to them than I am. Um, Correct. And so I'm going to do my part by giving this, you know, 30-minute talk on Sunday about, you know, the Holy Spirit for the confirmation class or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to, like, save their family through that. Um, you don't have to save their and family. And so that, Got that frees me as the minister to do my job well. And then it frees, um, <laughs> it's weird to say it, but it, like, frees Jesus up from my, you know, trying to fix trying to do his job for him. You know? <laughs> no, Jesus, if you just step out of the way, I'd, right. I'll get this done over here. I will yeah. save them. We want my... the parish to be, yeah, a place of conversion. Um, but is, you know, is, is mo- most, of, most of a person's formation ought not take place at the parish. Mm-hmm. Now, like RCIA people is an interesting, those are, these are RCIA people who are thinking about becoming Catholic. Um, well, they they're not coming in all likelihood, not coming from a Catholic culture at home, and so they they are heavily reliant, and it's why it's one of the reasons we invest a lot of time and energy into them because they don't have they don't have a support at home a lot of times, uh, and that's but then that's also the way it is a lot of times with kids, kids and teens, um, they're coming to the parish for their uh, unfortunately and this shouldn't be this way, but for their primary formation is happening in the hour or two that we have them on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's not something we, we, we want to take away from parents, but oftentimes parents aren't, uh, you know, sort of holding up their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. But then we have to do more with them with those parents to help them encounter the gospel and build a culture uh, of faith in their own families. And that's the hard, I mean, that's just, that's the struggle. That's the daily struggle of parish life. Trying to trying to build it up, but one thing uh, you know, in our last few minutes here, we really want people to. I think one of the, one of the difficulties I know we've we've both had is uh, whether on a staff level or volunteers to kind of run things. Um, people who are going to come and stay and invest in this place. Um, we're talking about starting a Catholic school. One of my great fears, um, you know, certainly there's financial considerations that that might make it very difficult. But like, can we find really solid teachers and pr- and a principal, you know, in 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 a small Catholic community like ours? We don't have what Tulsa has. We don't have what Oklahoma City has. We don't have what Chicago has. Um, getting people to to come here uh-huh. and believe in what's going on and and invest in it. And so basically our message is we want you to move here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what's fun is that the pe- some people have. Yes. Uh, just mm-hmm. to, to be a part of this. Now, they to have a job, but they can work mobily. They can work wherever, and they've chosen Payne County. Um, and that's so cool. Yeah, they, they've chosen to move to Stillwater and commute. And some people live work in other states and fly out there for a week once a month and, and work yeah. because they like... Uh, rural life. They like the ag culture. They like the sporting events around here Ooh, and, the, and the music and the concerts. They like all those things. Those are 
those are joys that they can that, that they can live out and they love the beauty of the faith here yep that they 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 i mean that's a beautiful church across the parking lot mm-hmm. and it's like massive you can see it when you fly in and when you drive in it's hard to ignore it and, and that's we're making since the church is not at the center of town we're making it the center of their lives, which is what it's supposed to be. Because oftentimes, like, you can walk past a beautiful church and never step in. But when the gospel takes hold of your life and there's it's rooted in there, then you're like, I want to be someplace where I, I can live that there. out. Yeah. I and it's cool. And we've, and we've seen that. We've seen that. And, again, we're far, far, far from uh, from from where we want to be. But I, I just had a great conversation with a guy the other day, and he just said, man, I've been in Stillwater for a long time. And 10 years ago, man... If you had said, you know, sort of two two new churches and kind of you know all that's going on, he would have he said no way, I would I would not have believed you. Whoa! So I think there's a lot to be proud of on one sense, and then gosh, we have a, we just have a lot of work to do, um, and we want good people to 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 jump into the mix and and not be afraid to to kind of to put your put your whole self into it. Kyle. Uh, Hold on. Kyle, any final words? You got 10 seconds. Um, yeah. God's doing a lot of really good work in Stillwater. Ooh. I think it's important for us to remember that it's his work yep. and that we're holding the box of nails while he's building the chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where, wow. has, where has that been? <laughs> That's another story. He's well, been saving time. up that analogy. <laughs> All summer. That's that's another time. Oh, that's, that's the end of our show, y'all. That's hilarious. Wow. All right, come move to Stillwater. We'd love to have you. Um, happy homecoming, everybody. If you're in town, come see us. Come for Mass. Go come for Confession. Go Pokes. Peace. <laughs>